Welcome to Walking in the Word, our new uh, girlfriends program. So I do have some wonderful girlfriends with me today. (laughs) I can't quite talk right. Maybe hopefully they can. So I'm going to go ahead and bring them on right now. All righty. Kat, welcome. Good to see you today. Welcome, Shell. Thank you for having me here. So glad you're able to be here. All righty. Lee, welcome. Good to see you today. Hi, good to see you ladies today. <laughs> and Melissa, welcome, Melissa. Hi. Thank you so much for having me here, Shell. Thank you. <laughs> I'm so glad to have this time with you lovely ladies. It's just always a joy to be able to get together and share. And Nina, w- welcome. We're so glad that you've come here to join us Um So today we've got an interesting topic. The topic is boundaries. Wow. So, you know, this is a really important topic, right? For especially the day that we're living in, the the longer that we, you know, are kind of going forward in this time period that we are here. Huh. We've got an error there. I'm not quite sure how to fix that. I will try. Okay, thank you, Kat. So um, to one of our live streams, we got a little bit of an error going on, but Kat's going to see if she can get that taken care of. Um, But anyway, this topic of boundaries, you know, personal boundaries, being able to um, set what's okay for us. You know, the darker that the world gets, the more demand that there's going to be on Yah's people because I was kind of sharing this morning about how we are those vessels, those earthen vessels that his light is shining out of, right? Into a dark world. And when people, as the darkness closes in and it gets more difficult and things get more challenging, then people are seeking help and light from anywhere they can. And I think that the key to that is we are still earthen vessels. His light may be in us, but we are still very much earthen vessels, right? We're not endued with any, you know, special, you know, characteristics. His mercy is upon us. His light is within us. He gives us his strength, but we have our limitations. We have, you know, we, I still need to eat and sleep and drink water and take care of my Mm -hmm. husband and cook and clean my house. And I have, you know, a a child, I have grandchildren and, you know, a garden to take care of. And we were just like, Melissa was, you know, telling us the challenges they've got going on in South Africa, even with the power supply and what kind of challenges that brings. And so it doesn't lessen you know, people need will will sometimes pull, and we want to be there for people. But once we have to stay full of the ruach ourselves, and the only way to do that, from what I've been thinking about, is to make sure that I am putting up some personal boundaries in my own life to take care of myself, 
so that I will have something to give. Because if I don't do that, I won't have anything to give. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Amen, show. Yeah. Okay. Well, before I get started, is there anything else anybody kind of wanted to add to that opening? Kat, did you have anything you wanted to add to that opening? Yeah. Well, I don't know about the house cleaning for a start. That one seems to be gone out the window lately, Shell. <laughs> that one I can definitely say. Um, also, if someone wouldn't mind just popping over to Blood of Lamb Ministries for me and checking to see that that is now working over there, because I think I fixed that problem. As Shell is technically challenged, so am I sometimes. But <laughs> I think that's there. I you know I really, for myself, think boundaries are incredibly important in our lives and. Um, without them, we can get ourselves into all kinds of trouble. For myself mm. today, I'll be showing us where boundaries originally came from and the result of what can happen when we don't do those things. So that's the direction <laughs> I'll take us in today. <laughs> awesome. I'm looking forward to it. How about you, Lee? Did you have anything you wanted to add to the opening? I totally agree. Um, the importance of boundaries in our life a lot of times we just don't realize uh, that what we put into our eyes and our ears literally can consume us, you know, and without those boundaries, without those definitions, um, and then to keep those boundaries, you're, you're really letting what you want to keep in, which is the goodness and, and the word of Yahusha and our saving grace and redemption through him. we we kind of lose that a little when we let so much in that's, that's the darkness, you know? So boundaries are just so very important through our eyes and our ears. You know, we have to control that. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And Melissa, how about you? Did you want to add anything for our opening part? Yeah, sure. So for me in my life, I have to admit that boundaries have been a bit of a, unsure thing um something that you know i've struggled on where are those boundaries and how do i set them and how do i know whether i should say yes or no and well i'm so grateful that yah has given us his word because that is the place that he has showed me what to do when and it's not always the same in in every circumstance in fact circumstances can differ and it's really the discernment of Yah and his word that shows us what to do and when to do it and how to do it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I'm really looking forward to hearing from each of you what Yah has placed specifically on your heart to share um, with each other and with our audience. So I'm, I'm looking forward to that. And I'll go ahead and get started with what I had. And Kat, if I don't do the screen right, just fix it. Okay. <laughs> it's so wonderful to have people around me that know how to work with technology because it really is not my forte. And I, I really appreciate everybody that I'm working with that they have so much more knowledge than I do. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> All right. So I'm going to share, I'm going to add this to the screen. And um, if it doesn't look right, you just let me know. Okay. So here was what came into my spirit was 
out of Proverbs 25, 28, he that has no rule over his own Ruach is like a city that's broken down or without walls. So to me, when I started meditating on that, I thought, you know, that's exactly it for me, that if I don't have up good structure, good walls in, in my life, you know, good boundaries, that it's just like the enemy can just come on in and just run rampant over, you know, over, um, over me. Okay. So I had put myself a little note that just says, you know, there's uh, in, in Matthew 10, 16 through 18, um, Yahusha is telling us that we're to be wise as serpents. And when I really was thinking about that, I thought, I was looking up all the different, you know, scriptures, not, not all of them, but some enough to where I could get an idea. And I was like that with this serpent, you know, we see a picture of the fallen watchers, right? And what did, what did they lure Adam and Eve with except a desire for knowledge, right? That desire for knowledge of good and evil. So he's saying, be wise, like as the watchers, because yeah, you, you've, been given that like it's happened right they did partake and so there is this knowledge but as gentle as doves right and so it means we got to recognize what's coming from the enemy we've we've got to understand we've got to have discernment is what i was thinking because i was looking at the whole thing in context so if i look at it in context with matthew 10 16 through 18 Behold, I send you forth as sheep in the midst of wolves. Be ye therefore wise as serpents and harmless as doves. But beware of men, for they will deliver you up to the councils, and they will scourge you in their synagogues. And ye shall be brought before governors and kings for my sake, for a testimony against them and the other nations. So... My little note, I just put, you know, the watchers are wise, but their wisdom is filtered through a corrupt thought process. We are to be wise and never use that wisdom for evil purposes, mm -hmm. right? I mean, that's, we're always to be bringing forth. Our wisdom is to be in light, dwell in light and bring forth light. And that's the only purpose of us having wisdom. So when I looked at it, I wanted to look at the word wisdom, so I was looking at different words that were spelled this way. So I started here with, um, I won't bore you with all the numbers, but uh, it's Hokma. And so when I, I tend to look at all the words listed that I can find that are spelled the same way if you take away the Masoretic vowel pointings, the, the Nikud. So I take that away and just look because I'm trying to look at a pictograph and try to to find deeper meaning in that way. So the word is hokma. It means to join or a wall of protection. So I was looking at this and I, this it's used in this verse, Exodus 14, 22. And the children of Yasharel went into the midst of the sea upon the dry ground and the waters were a wall unto them on their right hand and on their left, right? So it was a, a, a fence, a wall, if you will, that was protecting them. So there are two words. You can see it up here. When when I look up the word hokma, it comes from two separate words. 
number 2447 and 3050. So mm -hmm. here is Hokma spelled uh spelled out well i'm sorry this is the the two words it comes from hawk lil and here you can see it spelled out and so this is two four four seven we've got a pet which is a looks like a fence right it looks like a wall a fence and then we've got a cough which is like the open palm and then we've got a lamed a shepherd's staff a yod which is like the right hand reaching out. And then we have another shepherd's staff. So when I looked at the Brown Driver Briggs, I saw dull or dark and yet flashing or brilliant. These are two very opposite things. For something to be dull or dark or flashing and brilliant, it's kind of like, well, which is it? <laughs> right? Yeah. So, wow. I wanted to look at the word picture. So when I took the word picture, what I saw was the the shut you know the wall of the hand's father behold the strong right hand okay the behold the strong right hand because here's the second one is we've got the short informed of yah right so we've got the strong right hand of yah and we're beholding it looking at the two words that form the original word hokma what do we see in the word picture yah himself protects those that belong to him by his authority that's reigning over any chaos. Oh, amen, Shell. That's beautiful. Yeah. That's beautiful. Here we've wow. got here we've got it in the original word. Okay. We've got it the wall and the hand of Yah, the chaos, and behold. Right? It's all it's right for wisdom. And so to have wisdom or skill in war administration this is what the word in the brown driver briggs means to have wisdom or skill in war administration to be shrewd to have prudence in religious affairs to have and exercise wisdom in ethical and religious matters right so it's covering a lot here and then if we take it all the way down to its primitive root which is 2449 to become to be or become wise, to learn and act accordingly. So I did another word picture, separate ourselves to live mm. underneath the shadow of Yah's wing and behold his guiding authority over any chaos that comes our way, right? Mm. So that's mm. what I was looking at. So let me just remove this. And I'll share with you if I can drive my mouse. There it is. Okay. So I wanted to share with you kind of what that meant to me. So I wrote myself, I've been reflecting over this for a little bit. And I had a lot of things that were in my personal journal, you know. So I just kind of drew from that of what I've learned lately as I started thinking about this. Because we kind of started thinking about this topic almost a month ago, right? But but it's taken us a while. I think that God needed it to like steep, like a good pot of tea, right? It needs to steep for a while and, and bring out the best of that. So when this is how what I started thinking about... Um, how I can enact this in my life to set up these personal boundaries. So when our boundaries, when we decide to institute some boundaries in our life, it can cause great change in our life. Let me, mm. This is where I wanted to start. 
Sorry, guys. Yeah. When our boundaries cause great change because we've said, you know what? This is going in a way and I can hear Yah's voice and he doesn't want me to walk in this way. He wants me to do something different. So it's almost it's it's almost like if it's a whirlwind change, I have to personally allow myself space to grieve over the change because I'm I think especially as a as a woman, as a mom, I tend to be a nester. I like, I like to build my nest. I like to make it comfortable for everybody who's in my nest. I like for it to be a really welcoming place. And when something happens and the whole nest needs to be rearranged, well, it's going to take me a little while to get comfortable with it again, you know? And, and for me, that's kind of almost like a, a bit of a grieving process. I'm embracing something new that I'm rejoicing at, but at the same time, I'm letting go of something that had become comfortable and that I'd put time and effort into making it the kind of nest I wanted it to be. So I've just discovered everything that comes my way in life is a learning opportunity. Everything, yeah. the good, the bad, it's all a learning opportunity, right? Especially yeah. when I decide... Um, especially when you decided long ago that you would attend the, oh, I put this for myself. This is out of my journal, so it comes out a little, <laughs> especially when you decided long ago that you'd attend the University of Hard, hard Knocks, because obviously you are hard-headed. <laughs> I've always said that's where my degree has come from, right? The University of Hard Knocks. Hard Knocks. <laughs> yes, because I am kind of hard-headed, right? <laughs> so here's a journal entry of mine uh, back from it, it was it, just this last June, but it was concerning life altering events. And I wrote grieving the altering of relationships with others, others we've come to love and admire and care about in order to follow a course of authenticity to ourselves and course correct means to forego our will and embrace Mashiach's narrow path in the mm. doing of his will. Some will take offense with us. Others will be hurt and not understand. Some relationships will be altered or possibly lost. One of the hardest parts of making a course correction is grieving the altering of relationships. But mm -hmm. grieving move forward is the boundary I've set for myself because I know that time is short and I know that I've been called to be a warrior in the last days for Yahusha and his kingdom. So... When I started reflecting on what I'd written there, it was, what is the enemy of my personal boundaries? Fear. For me, it's fear. You know, I love what Kat shared the other day on mercy poured forth because that's it for me too. It's fear sometimes is what gets in my way. So a huge challenge to your personal boundaries is community right? The fear of the loss of our community relationships, the thought of, oh my gosh, if I do this, I'm not going to have anybody to fellowship with. This can be a huge barrier to maintaining my personal boundaries. Often to just listen to the best of your ability and understand what is the will of Yahweh. This is how it feels to me. It feels like I'm standing at the edge of the cliff and Yah is saying, jump it's okay i'm gonna supply you the wings i'm gonna help you soar and not crash but i'm standing there and i can't see the wings 
<laughs> All I feel is this push within my Ruach to go ahead and leap. And I'm just going to have to trust that his wings will be there for me, right? Mm-hmm. So I was thinking about what does that look like sometimes as we take that into a crisis of survival type situation, right? So suddenly things are nothing is as I have seemed. And and the pressure to conform with a group because groups are forming and you've got to rely on the community that you find yourself in for your very survival, right? Because things has become more dangerous or, or different or altered and and our immediate community has become very important. And, and maybe it's a whole lot of people I don't really even know yet, you know? So what am I going to take with me into that situation? The only thing I'm going to have is discernment, right? Mm-hmm. So I thought, well, this is why it's critical to know whom I labor amongst. It's important to get to know people and understand where they're at right? And know what are their core beliefs, right? When I've pondered my entire motivation for everything I've done with Heart of the Tribe, you know, I truly believe it's vital to the success of the greater exodus to know how to get along with one another, to appreciate other strengths and weaknesses. And I'm going to be talking about like the tribe of Yehuda this week. This is one of the ones that I've, I've chosen. So I'm going to talk about that on the Heart of the Tribe show this Thursday. And I thought about it, you know, they are the lions. You know, Yehuda is a very strong opinionated tribe. They're the lions. They're the first in line for battle. When, and when they marched out into battle, they were the front line, right? And so they have to be strong. But when a Yehuda is trying to have a conversation with an Asher who has a very different vantage point of the battle, right? Of of an upcoming battle. They're not in the midst of battle yet. It's just, they know it's on the horizon. Well, Asher's part of underneath that Eagle banner, right? They're, they're from uh, the North side and they're soaring above. They've got a completely different vantage point and their vantage point is very important, right? Because they can see something that the lion that's going to have to go first can't necessarily see. Okay. But they've got some very different you know, perspectives, right? And so I can see this Asher because, you know, Yochanan in, in the Gospels is the one who would be explaining the words of Yahusha from this eagle vantage point, right? And so it comes off this very esoteric thing, right? And and you can see somebody from Yehuda who is very black and white, you know, this is how it is, right? Trying to have patience enough to listen to Asher who has a very important vantage point and, and Yehuda needs this information, but Yehuda's going to have to step back and temper themselves in order to get along with Asher and listen to what Asher's got to say. I was just watching this kind of play out in my mind, right? So Yehuda may lose patience and it may be a very costly mistake. They may tend to gravitate more to what Simeon has to say because they just uh, just like them better. Like, I just like that person's personality better. <laughs> I understand it better, right? Um, but Simeon's not going to have the vantage point that Asher does. But Asher won't be able to speak with the same strength that Simeon can speak with. You know, there's a lot of things coming into play of learning how to get along. 
So I thought I was just thinking about that as we travel towards the greater exodus, this may be the type of things that we encounter, right? So I thought, what does a healthy boundary look like in my life? So this is what I wrote for myself. My first healthy band boundary has to be for me to be authentic with my own feelings, not pushing myself down, not silencing how I feel to please others, to make them feel better. Now, I prefer to do this privately, <laughs> right? I prefer to say, to back away from something and do this privately. And my biggest tool is a notebook. And what I do, I process this in a notebook between y'all and myself. And then I, I just get it all out between y'all and I, because he knows every single thing that I'm feel. I can trust him with every emotion that I have because he's already well aware of those emotions. There's nothing hidden from his sight. I can't hide anything from him. So why should I even try? So I just mm -hmm. let it fly between y'all and I, right? Mm -hmm. And then after I've had my say, <laughs> right? <laughs> to where I've let it all fly. Well, then I get quiet and I invite the Ruach to share with me. And I ask for the wisdom that can only come from my heavenly father's kingdom to guide me and to help me to point out truth and error in my own thinking patterns, in my own Ruach, in my own way of processing, because it's highly likely that I am wrong in how I'm viewing it. It's highly likely. <laughs> Yah straightens me out all the time, <laughs> right? And so I have to ask him to point out truth and error and to please, please, Heavenly Father, get my Ruach in line with your wisdom on the matter. Mm -hmm. When I'm feeling pulled in a situation towards people-pleasing, looking mm -hmm. at their faces, feeling my own emotions, wanting to make others happy, right? But not feeling that authenticity. I need to ask myself, am I being authentic to myself and who Yah has called me to be? Am I about to allow my own convictions and boundaries to be trampled upon? A great question would be, what boundary should I put in place for myself right now <laughs> before this goes any further? Right. So my husband and I've talked about this some and his advice to, to me has been if I get in a situation where I feel uncomfortable, but I really have not had time to truly process it yet. And I don't I just don't know all the ins and outs. I don't know what I'm dealing with yet. Right. Then I have the right to simply say I will get back to you about that. If necessary, I can give a time frame, say 24 hours or a week, whatever is appropriate for that particular situation. The main point being, don't allow myself to be put in a position to answer something I'm just not ready to answer yet. So that was when I processed it, what I came up with for myself personally. Amen. 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 Okay, well, we can we can talk about that for a minute if you guys want to before before we go on. Well, Robert is full of wonderful advice, isn't he? Really, <laughs> he talks to me a lot. It's it's nice to have you know a husband that I feel so open to share the different things that are bothering me and try to figure out 
what's the best way to handle things, you know, so that I stay healthy. <laughs> yeah, it's really yeah. helpful for me. <laughs> I love how you put it that, and, and I kind of process the same way. I go through having my say where, you know, even on your knees, you're like, this isn't working. You know, this is against me. Um, you, you wet it all out. And then we also have to take that pause and, and be still and be quiet to let mm -hmm. the father then say, okay, daughter, you've said your piece. Yeah. Now, now let me help you understand, you know, what, yeah. what really is happening and what, what my wishes for you, what, what my, what I'm pressing upon you to do, because sometimes those things happens like happen, like you said, to, to guide us on the path he has for us, you know? Yeah. And it's just beautiful. Uh, what is happening here with that? You yeah. Know? It's just, it's very beautiful. So happy. Yeah. Thank you so much. I, I, I'm enjoying I, I really feel like, you know, as we come together and I get the opportunity to work with you ladies, it's making me sharper too. It's not just, you know, it's that whole thing, iron sharpening iron. We're, we're sharpening each other. We're learning as we go forward. And I'm finding that very helpful for myself. And I appreciate that with you guys. Definitely. Well, I feel the same way that that's, you know, being with each other helps me to grow as, and handle things better, learning from all of you as well. And you're so right, you know, our perspective can be so skewed, can't it? We can think and see something yeah. one way, but we're not seeing that whole picture. <laughs> yeah. I, I get myself in trouble sometimes because of that, because I'll think, well, this has gone wrong and not be looking at what I've yeah. been able to do that. <laughs> Yeah, I was going to show this from um, Rivka put up a really cool verse here, too. And it, go, it goes right along from 2 Corinthians 10, 5. We destroy arguments and every lofty opinion raised against the knowledge of Elohim and take every thought captive to obey Messiah. Absolutely. I really appreciate that. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Yeah. All right. It really is a blessing that we have one another, that Yah has given each other to be there for one another and have that different perspective. I don't know what I would do if I only had my own perspective. <laughs> I can tell you I'm also very thankful for my husband, Chris, in, in helping me in the area of boundaries. He's a lot better with that than I am. <laughs> and right now, really does place people in our lives to help us. And, and I'm so grateful to him for that. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. I imagine, I imagine Chris, you know, I, I think about that. I know Chris has a good, strong personality and uh, Robert certainly is like that too. I mean, you know, just that, and it does, it, it helps me. The, the difference is sometimes I have to tell Robert if I'm upset, honey, right now, what I need is a hug, not advice. I mean, there, there really is a, 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 a timing for that. Right. Sometimes, yeah. I want his advice and I'll say, you know, mm. I, I need your help with this. Other times I'm like, I just want your protection and your love. <laughs> I'm not ready to hear advice yet. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> There's a real trick to that. And and I'm sorry for him that I don't come with a manual that explains exactly <laughs> what that time is. You know? I'm sure that would be more helpful for him. 
I'm sure all our husbands would like one of those, wouldn't they? Yeah. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> That's so true. <laughs> all right. Well, Kat, are you ready to share with us? I certainly am. Wonderful. So uh, I'll swap us in there, shall? There we go. Okay. So as I said earlier today, I'm going to set forth what when boundaries were first established though I can't get my words out and why they are so important to us so the natural world and everything in it are governed by boundaries or to put it another way laws everything that was created all its kinds have a set of boundaries that apply to them it's how we are able to categorize things we establish traits and characteristics to a group and then apply those boundaries in order to know what kind they are. Without boundaries or laws, the world that we live in wouldn't be the beautiful place that we see. And I know it gets a bit ugly, but yours creation is still so beautiful. But an upside down, topsy-turvy world where everything and anything could happen, it'd be utter chaos and boundaries establish order. Be interesting to see that ant grow giant and eat a lion, wouldn't it? But, you know, boundaries are there for a reason. Everything has a place and a function and everything is able to work together to make a safe and beautiful living environment. It's just one, if just one thing started to behave itself outside of its boundary, everything would collapse. Mm. Let's say all vegetation suddenly started to take in oxygen and release carbon dioxide. How long do you, would you give it before all life ceased to exist? Everything you created was made with boundaries and in perfect order so that everything would be in harmony with everything else and so that all life could be sustained. In the Garden of Eden, Yah gave Adam and Hua, Eve, one boundary. He said, everything is yours, just don't touch or eat from the tree of knowledge. They were given that boundary to protect them. Before they ate of it, they only knew that which was tov or good. And I will get that up for us very quickly. Okay. So here we are with the word Tove, and you can see it there in its pictographs. I'm just messing with stuff so I can see what I use again, because I've only got the one screen. I'm not as fancy. So, <laughs> okay. So Tove in the pictographs is a tet and a vav and a bait and it gives us that beautiful picture that we are that the surrounding or the boundaries kept us connected to the house so when we're in the boundaries we're in yard house and as you can see the word tove it means good but it means a whole lot more than that it means beautiful the best bountiful cheerful to be at ease to be in favor to be fine, to be glad, to be good, a good deed, the goodlier or the goodliest, goodliness, graciously, joyful, kindly and kindness, like to be like the best, loving and merry and pleasant and pleasing and pleasurous, precious, prosperity, sweet, wealth and welfare, to be well favoured or to be well. So it means so much more than just good. You know, when Moshe's mum saw him, she said that he was Tove. 
he, she didn't say he was a beautiful baby or a good baby, but that he was Tove and he was all of those wonderful things that we see encompassed there. Wow, beautiful. <gasps> so once we're in those boundaries, we keeps us connected. But once Adam and Eve stepped outside of the boundaries, they learnt Ra. And Ra looks a little bit like this. <laughs> and mm -hmm. so we can see from the word pictures here that Ra shows us exactly what the serpent said you will have eyes that see so we've got that man's head with the eye and so the first man was given eyes that see they it, it saw the evil and as we can see it means just like tove does raw means so much more than evil it means adversity and affliction and calamity displeasure and distress grief and harm and heaviness and hurt mm. means mischief and sorrow to be troubled and vexed wretchedness and wrong it just means so much more than just our english word of good and evil that when that when they ate of that they suddenly learned what loss meant what pain meant what grief meant and what heaviness meant mm. So I will remove that one now. Okay. <laughs> okay. I'm trying to do it and not mess up. So I'm not used to all these clicky buttons, but we will get there. That's incredible, Kat. Thank you. <laughs> okay. So we can see that the rule or the boundary to keep us away from the tree kept them in joy and peace and prosperity and tranquility it was only once they'd stepped outside of that boundary that they knew that pain and suffering and loss and heaviness that we all know too well so we can see that from creation Yah set everything in its place and the rules and boundaries that governed were to maintain order and keep everybody safe after the fall of man, Yah set even more boundaries. It's my belief they were established with Adam and Eve, but were presented in the format we have them today at the time of Moshe. But that is a different conversation for another day, so we won't go down there. <laughs> so these boundaries or laws, as some like to call them, are found in the Torah. And Yah makes it very clear that if we stay inside of those boundaries, we'll be blessed. Step outside of them and we'll be cursed. And this is not mm. because he's a mean kid with a magnifying glass. No, not at all. It's because he is a loving father who wants to keep his children safe. If you look into the food laws or boundaries for unclean eating, it's probably a nice way to put them, you will find mm. most, if not all, are considered unclean because they are they're the cleaners up as of waste. They go along the bottom of the sea and pick up all the waste from all the other animals or they eat dead things or they're predators, which means they themselves are consuming another life. And we're told to stay away from the blood. I can't imagine the birds go and drain the other things before they eat them. <laughs> there are many other laws like this that keep us physically safe, such as the one found in Deuteronomy 22.8. When you build a new house, then you shall make a battlement for your roof, that you bring not blood upon your house, if any man fall from thence. This one speaks specifically of a boundary, 
one being applied to your roof so that no one would fall off and die. A good parent acts in the same way Yah does. They set boundaries because they want their child to be safe and healthy. Now, some of the Torah to us might seem a little bit out there today. Before we get into this next part, though, I'm going to ask everybody a question. If your child was being led astray by someone and they were teaching your children to hurt others, to sleep around, to steal, to lie, would you want your child to continue in friendship with that person? Nope. <laughs> no way. No and way. I assume we'd get a nice no. resounding no in the comments section too. <laughs> no good parent would separate their child away from that person. No, a good parent would separate their child away from that person. Well, it's the same with Yah in the Old Testament days. He said if someone was leading people astray, then they should be removed. And removed is a nice way of putting it, but Leviticus puts it a little bit differently. Leviticus 20, 27. A man or a woman who has a familiar spirit, or that is a wizard, shall surely be put to death. They shall stone them with stones. Their blood shall be upon them. To us, some of these Old Testament rules may seem harsh, but as my husband said on Shabbat on Let's Talk Torah, sin is like a plague. It is mm -hmm. contagious and spreads like wildfire. Once you give it that inch, it will take a mile. Mm -hmm. Having mm -hmm. someone around who deals in things that are not of yar will cause others to stumble. It's like a domino effect. Once one starts to fall, unless it is cut off, all will tumble. We are seeing this in our Western societies more than anywhere today. Mm -hmm. Once one, once one thing was permitted, the goalposts were moved, and slowly but surely, things that were mm. once a crime are now being accepted mm. and are now glorified and are the norm. So much so that our children are being left in a state of confusion, not mm. knowing who they are or where they belong. Being led to believe anything and everything is okay. The effect this is having on the mental state of the youth is absolutely terrifying. Mm. The lines are becoming ever more blurred and in some instances, no longer there at all. Those who wish to stay inside the boundaries that have been set forth by Yah are ostracized and shamed. They are becoming the minority. As it is plain to see, boundaries protect not just ourselves, but everybody else and everything else. Without them, life would cease to exist. So when we do not set boundaries in our own lives and say, I find this acceptable and this I do not, where will that lead us? Well, I'm going to tell you where it led me. <laughs> and believe me, when I speak from experience, it leads you to behaving in ways you otherwise might have not. It can lead to pain and suffering of others and even death once upon a time when i let my boundaries go down the drain it wasn't a quick process a slow one i started out strong no i won't have that but slowly slowly a little at a time my mind was changed and i started a shuffle at the top of a slide quickly escalated and i am before i knew it i was in the pit life upside down and chaotic and all was out of order the consequences I mentioned, behaving in ways you wouldn't, pain and suffering and death, all happened. 
I'm sure this is something many have experienced. And, e and even if it wasn't to that extent, I'm sure many of you have been there. What this did, though, was teach me to set boundaries and to stick to them. I shared with Shell yesterday that it is not until I set boundaries in what I would and would not tolerate from a spouse that Yar brought Lee to me. Being messed around by people and being okay with that allows them to disrespect you and to walk all over you. However, when you tell someone that they cannot treat you in a certain way, it does a number of things. It teaches them that you love yourself enough. It teaches them to respect you and they learn they cannot walk all over you and ultimately will find you more attractive because they know you'll stand up for yourself and what you believe in. So will in turn stand up for them too. Mm -hmm. A wishy-washy person will only find themselves in destructive relationships. Those who will accept anything and everything in order to be loved will never truly be happy. Instead, they will spend their life doing what somebody else wants and never saying how they truly feel. Ultimately, they won't be able to follow yours calling for them as there'll be no room for that calling in your life. Telling people no and telling people what you find acceptable is not a bad thing when those boundaries are inside of biblical principles. It is in fact healthy to know where your lines are and how to tell people to back off if they try to cross them. Boundaries keep order and they are applicable in all sorts of circumstances. In a group or a workplace, everyone knowing and understanding their role and the boundaries of it stops discord, unfruitfulness and unruliness. It makes for order and productivity. Efforts are not wasted by everyone trying to compete on one task while another gets completely ignored. When everyone knows what is expected of them, there can be peace and harmony. The truth of the matter is, people don't want if people don't want to be a team player or they don't want to respect your boundaries, well, they know where the door is. It may hurt you for a moment, but in the long run, you will be so much better off without it. The choice is theirs. They can respect you and what you find acceptable, or they can get lost. You are worth so much more than people that do not respect you. Your life is worth so much more. After all, you were bought with a price. We should set boundaries so that our lives glorify you. It's especially important that we do this because we are his representatives in this world. And we have not been, we have not been entrusted with keeping our own life. We've been trusted with keeping our own life physically and spiritually safe and the life of our spouse and children and all we come into contact with too. It is right and proper to speak up, set your boundaries in place and not let our lives or the life of others be infected with that which is not right in the sight of Yah. And that is what I have been my ladies today. <laughs> that was so good, Kat. Wow. There was just so much in there. That was really power packed. It, it, there's a lot to chew on there. You did a really good job with that presentation, you know, and, and I mean, it, thinking about that, you know, as a mom of six, it's gotta be 
absolutely <laughs> so important in your life because otherwise you would be living in absolute chaos. And I know you're yeah. not because I see everything you're able to accomplish. So <laughs> I know you're able to have right. that in place. <laughs> and sometimes feel a bit chaotic in this house, I will tell you. <laughs> That was great. Um, that was that was well so done. powerful. Just blown mm -hmm. away. Wow. You should mic drop at that point. Yeah. I can't. It doesn't come off its stand. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was that's gonna be really hard to follow, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> I'm glad I went first. <laughs> Thank you, ladies. <laughs> well done. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you, Kat. <laughs> Thank All you. All right, Lee. So I you guess are up, up, my friend. Let me see if I can figure out how to do my sharing. Okay. Let's see. So. Kat brings her wonderful knowledge and, and I'm fixing to bring chickens. <laughs> <laughs> so these are my chickens. <laughs> and I'm sure y'all are like, okay, what does this have to do with boundaries? <laughs> so my talk is about not only keeping what you want kept safe within and keeping out what needs to stay out. So I thought you would like that. There's my, yeah. there's my, <laughs> see if I can find it. Yeah, she brings, she brings the mic drop and I bring the chickens. <laughs> okay. Let's see. There we go. Ignore my clickings. I bet you're wondering what chickens have to do with healthy boundaries. <laughs> or setting boundaries. As I started digging into this subject of boundaries, I thought I was going to discuss the importance of not taking on too much uh, in our lives, whether it be due to backlash of saying no and, and how to set those healthy, healthy boundaries of life. However, as life seems to be ever evolving from one moment to the next, the father pressed on me a different direction, which seems to happen quite often to me. You think you've got it all figured out. And then he's like, um, no, no, no. Actually, you're going to go this way. So boundaries aren't just something we use to define those things. You know, what we will put up with, what we won't deal with. Um, they're also used to define boundary of your property. So we know uh, where to place fencing, so to speak. You know, you want to put the fencing up to keep predators out or to keep in what you want to keep safe. Uh, the yeah. last week we had to put extra chicken wire up across the existing fence at the back of our backyard because the holes were so big, our, our chickens could go through that. So not only to keep predators out, but to keep what we want safe within the boundary and safety of our yard right within our within our personal boundaries recent events in my life made me realize the importance of those boundaries to protect you know my love appreciation gratefulness and and joy 
that I have of Yahweh and what his son Yahusha means means to me and you daily. That's something we have to work on to keep in. Yes, we love him with everything we have, but I've noticed, and I know everyone else has, the world is dark and it's destructive. And every day that madness seems to be growing, the madness and the evil, you know, the news on TV and the broad, it's broadcasted on all social media shows in graphic detail, the horrors of daily life all around us and all around the world. And it's piped in 24 hours a day. If you let it, it's so easy to get sucked into that dark, dark place. Um, where you're consumed with wars and rumors of wars, you know, that's, that's all that there is. If you aren't careful and on guard, that darkness is allowed in through the cracks of your boundaries or the lack thereof. If you don't have any boundaries uh, defined, trust me, I am very well versed in the conspiracy theories. I, um, I guess you could say an, uh, tin hat, tin foil hat wearer from way back. I've always paid attention. I, I know them. I've, I've also learned the more that I open up my boundaries and subject my eyes and ears into consuming the rhetoric of the countless ways that the world is on fire, the division that's within it, and who is responsible for that destruction, the more I am letting that precious light and salvation of Yahusha slip right through my boundaries. I'm not keeping my eyes focused on the way, the truth, and the light, but but giving the death and destruction of, of Satan running amok uh, all of my time and attention. And, and I can say, honestly, James and I, years ago, uh, three years ago when, when the current events of today started, uh, we really let watching everything take over our lives a little. And, and mm. it does not give you any stability at all to constantly be focusing on that. And I've mm. noticed as people share about it, you know, it's like uh, people that are gossiping. You notice when you have a gossip and you go tell someone, everyone comes in and they're like flies on honey. Oh, did you hear about so-and-so? No, I didn't hear that. So everybody gathers in like the flies on honey and there they all are right there buzzing and carrying on. It, it does suck other people into it, you know, and you become responsible for bringing people off of their walk into this area, you know, where you're focusing on what the events of today and they're all bad that that's my newsflash. It's all bad <laughs> everywhere right now. It's all bad. <laughs> and I understand we are to be watchmen and watch women on the wall. Absolutely. We have to be that way to know the signs of the times, right? I'm pretty sure we all, we all are aware of the signs of this time. Um, so we, we must keep our boundaries intact to keep our light within and the darkness out. Let me share my screen again. I'm, I'm going to have to get these things separated better so I can see what I'm doing. These scriptures just really 
ring true with me, um, the importance for our time right now. And, and I'll explain more as I go through Romans 12, one through two. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of Elohim, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto Elohim, which is your reasonable service. To me, that also sounds like a boundary. You know, we're, we're getting some guideposts here. And be not conformed to this world boundary, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is good, that good and acceptable and perfect will of Elohim. And then Romans 12, five through nine. So we being many are one in the body of Mashiach and everyone members of one another, having the gifts differing according to the grace that I given to us, that given to us. Whether prophecy, then let us prophesy according to the proportion of faith or ministry. Let us wait on our ministering or he that teaches on teaching or he that exhorts on exhortation. He that gives, let him do it with simplicity. He that rules with diligence. He that shows mercy with cheerfulness. Let love be without dissimulation. Abhor that which is evil cleave to that which is good wow all of that is mm -hmm. lovely to me wow <laughs> and so valuable and precious lee wow absolutely and wow. within the body of mishiach there are boundaries for each and their calling mm -hmm. is specific to them mm -hmm. uh, each of us have a specific gift from Yahweh and are to stay within the boundaries of his will for us. Although the father can redefine that gift as you grow in the body. We all know that it's going to change as we go. We probably don't yeah. need to go up here. Amen. Put me back on if I can figure out. There we go. <laughs> so my boundaries were not only to keep me on the designated path that is spoken to me by the still small voice of Yahweh as I meet him in prayer, but also to keep out what is not meant for me. In verse yeah. two, and be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of Elohim. That is Amen. a clear boundary, Amen. a guidepost to lay the border and place yes. a barrier. You know, I feel that. I felt that in my soul when I read that, like, oh, my goodness, that is such a clear boundary to me to keep in what may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of Elohim, not my will, but his. You know, my will may be sitting in front of the TV 24 hours a day, eating popcorn, watching the world burn. <laughs> However, that is not what he wants us to do, right? At no. all. And then that word dissimulation, I, I wanted to pull that out. I don't know that I would necessarily say it's a boundary, but it means the act of deceiving. So when, when he said to love without the dissimulation, that means we're to love without deception. So... Don't fake it. You know, you, you're to, to love one another and mean it. Amen. That's the boundary. 
that's a very clear boundary by the by the father you know fully loving not just mm -hmm. acting and then abhor means to regard with extreme repugnance and then the definition of repugnance is exactly like it sounds it's intense disgust so if we're to ab abhor evil I'm going to take that as it means not to give evil any of my time or attention, none of my focus. And that means not flooding my eyes and ears with it and not spewing it out of my mouth constantly. The vileness, it's evil. We know we know that there's evil and we know that it's happening, but, but we're to abhor it. We're not to give it a platform and mm -hmm. we're not to constantly uh subject our brothers and sisters to that. I'm not saying don't be watchmen. I'm just saying we have got to have the boundaries because, and I'm going to tell you why, those boundaries, if you don't have them, if you don't have the stable post and the secure fencing to keep in what is most precious, which is the light of Messiah, given, given out of complete love for us by Father Yahweh, whom loves us, and will not forsake us, no matter what is happening. <laughs> Amen. Literally, Amen. no matter what is happening. The last part of Romans, verse 12 through 9, cleave to that which is good. And that says it all to me. As you look at the word cleave, it means to adhere. And that's, that's pretty important because I want to adhere to every word of my Father. The word that's made flesh in Yahushua. And in him is the way, the truth, and the life. So my boundaries are firmly set to keep the light of Yahushua burning bright within. Amen. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Hallelujah, Lee. <laughs> Thank you. I've learned so much from each of you today. Thank you so much. Wow. Yeah. I'm just amazed and so thankful. <laughs> That, that was, oh, I'm sorry, you go, Kat. You go ahead, Shell. I, I was just going to say that, you know, it, several things came up for me as you were sharing. That was so powerful, and I really enjoyed mm -hmm. it. Um, one of the things that hit me is, as you were sharing, because I was thinking about myself, you know, I've started to think about how much time and effort, you know, I had spent in looking at what was happening. So we'd be ready and, you know, kind of in that mindset. And I know that for me personally, y'all has really changed my mindset on that. It's like what you're saying. It, it, it's all bad, right? <laughs> you know? And so it's not that I'm not paying any attention, but what I noticed was it was zapping my strength, you know? Mm -hmm. And when I thought about that, I'm like, where does my strength come from? Well, the joy of Yahweh is my strength. What makes mm -hmm. him joyful? It makes him joyful when I'm spending my time worshiping, when I am listening for his still small voice. And what I've noticed about me is if I've got all that other mess blaring, and even then when I try to go get quiet before him, it's reverberating in my head and, and my waters within my very being, because we're predominantly made of water, are chaotic. And it's very hard to heal, hear the still small voice of Yahweh when I am chaotic. 
You know, Mm -hmm. I need to be at peace. I need to be at rest. He has given, he says, what is it? Therefore, there remains a Shabbat rest for the people of Yahweh. And that's what he's given me. This is my inheritance. I have that and I can have it on a daily basis. Not that every day is Shabbat. I have to work six days and I take the one to rest. But there is a certain aspect of that Shabbat rest that follows us into our daily life, in and out, every day, every night, when we're living that way, you know? So I just really enjoyed that. You did a very good job of expressing, in a way, some of the things that were, you know, on my mind and heart. And I really appreciate that. That was wonderful. Yeah, it's fabulous, wasn't it, Shell? Really, really good. And, you know, when you were just speaking then, don't you get that verse in your head? I have no greater joy than to hear, to see my children walking in truth. And that just goes on so well with what Lee was saying. Mm-hmm. You know, I do think there's a time and a place for the conspiracies. And I think that some of these things have brought people to the truth. You know, I know, speaking for my husband here, he, he it was when he saw the wickedness of this world that he realized there had to be some good. But... You know, what you find is you watch so much, it starts to take really take something from you and steals your happiness and your joy and your focus away, like Lee's saying. And it's important that it it has a place and a time that the main focus for us has to be Yah and it, we have to stay inside the safety of his walls. That's like right. Philippians says, think on what is good and lovely and true. And that is what we should be doing. And I think the exhaustion comes from you You are letting that light, the light on your path, it's Yahusha, it gets dimmer the more you let, the more that you let the darkness in. And watching, uh, we would find, you know, yeah, it's exhausting after hours of news reports of this and war here and bombs there and this person did that, you know, you're getting exhausted because you are losing that light within you. The more darkness mm-hmm. that you're pouring in, you know, mm-hmm. and we need to watch uh, to, to be vigilant, but we also need to, to have our boundaries to step away and, and fill ourselves up with a Ruach so that we can continue on, you know, and not just lose, lose the light to our path. It's easy <laughs> to lose the light to your path. And that is your joy, like you said. You know, I even noticed like certain things watching, you know, certain people present different things as far as, you know, things that are happening in the world. I personally do better if I'm listening to someone who's like, okay, listen, you know, here's just kind of the, they're not letting themselves get hyped into it. You know what I mean? Like when, when someone's presenting something and they are presenting it, you know, and they are becoming frantic as they're presenting what's happening, then that franticness, it's like that, what, what Lee was sharing, that evil, like transference, because that's an evil thing that's, we're so upset and distressed and, you know, it's not producing good fruit within me, I can feel it draining me. Whereas if, if there is something I need to be aware of, I do better if I'm listening to a more balanced presentation. Here's kind of the facts. I mean, they're not good and we've got a reality check. There are things that, you know, this is what we need to be watching out for. And, but yet balance it with Yah is still on his throne. (laughs) 
right? We're protected under his wings. And he, yeah, he loves regardless, us. Regardless. Mm -hmm. And we have to endure. And it's yeah. hard to endure when, when you feel like the world is literally, I mean, we know it's on fire, but it's hard to endure when the, when it's like, everything's bad. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Where's the, however, we're right. protected and we're loved and we're cared for and, and hang in there. We're all together. We're a family and y'all has us and praise y'all yeah. for that. Amen. Uh -huh. I love how you use the chickens, Lee, <laughs> because as you were speaking, I immediately thought of how Yah says, I long to gather you as chicks, under as a mother wings. hen gathers her chicks under her wings. And wow, that, that means so much to me because it's it's his wings that are indeed his his boundary. It's the boundary for us. We're safe under his wing. And as soon as we step out from under his wing, we don't have that protection. We beyond his, the boundary that he set for us. So thank you for that. That's really beautiful. <laughs> thank you. Well, I'm passing it on to you, Miss Melissa. Oh, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> so when Shell said to me, well, we're doing boundaries, we're going to chat about boundaries. I was praying about it and, and Yah led me, well, we're going to take a walk through the word as <laughs> Lee beautifully named this program. <laughs> I would love to take a walk through the word and see what Yah has to say about setting, about boundaries and what he has done with boundaries in our lives. In Exodus 23, verse 31, he says, And I will set your bounds from the Red Sea, even unto the Sea of Pelishtim, and from the desert unto the river. We see he sets boundaries. In Psalm 104, verse 9, it's proclaimed, You have set a boundary that they may not pass over. Hallelujah. <laughs> Proverbs 5 verse 29 says, He assigned the sea to its limit so that the waters would not transgress his command. He marked out the foundations of the earth. Jeremiah 5.22 says, Do you not fear me, says Yahweh? Will you not tremble at my presence? Who have placed the sand as the bound of the sea? By a perpetual decree, that it cannot pass beyond it, and though its waves toss to and fro, yet they cannot prevail. Though they roar, yet they cannot pass over it. 2 Corinthians 6 verse 17 says, as each of you were in, in fact um, speaking about, is being separate from this world. And it says specifically, therefore, Come out from them and be separate, says Yahweh. Touch no unclean thing, and I will receive you. Acts 17 verse 26 says, And he has made from one blood every nation of men to dwell on the face of the earth, as determined the times before appointed and the boundaries of their habitation so that they should seek Yahweh, 
there's our purpose, in the hope that they might feel after him and find him, though he not be far from each of us, for in him we live and move and have our being, as also some of your own poets have said, for we are his offspring, which fits perfectly with what Lee said about the chickens and we are his chicks that he calls. <laughs> so we see that Yah set our boundaries with the purpose to seek him and to find him, and that is to be under his wing. We don't have control of what others say or do to us or what happens to us, but hallelujah, Yah does. And when we, we know and believe that he's in control, and when we pray and we seek his perfect will, as he was stating as well, he will guide us on the path that he has laid before us, and he will help us. With Yah's help, we do have control over the boundaries of our thoughts and our actions. In Matthew 5, verse 30, it says, If your right hand causes you to sin, cut it off and cast it from you. And that is also quite specific in what Kat was sharing. Matthew 15, 17, Those things which proceed out of the mouth come from the heart. In Proverbs 4, verse 23, I'd like to turn there and read it. <laughs> it says, Keep your heart with all diligence, for out of it are the issues of life. In Proverbs 3, I would like to read from verse 1 to 6. It says, My son, forget not my Torah, but let your heart Guard my commandments for lengths of days and long life and peace shall they add to you. Bind them about your neck, write them upon the table of your heart, so shall you find favor and good understanding in the sight of Elohim and man. Trust in Al Yawah with all of your heart, and lean not to your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him, and he shall direct your paths. And then finally, in Ephesians 4 verse 15, speaking the truth in love, we may grow up into him in all things who is the head, Mashiach. Thank you. <laughs> that was beautiful, Melissa. Absolutely beautiful. I really, I mean, I, I love watching the the uh, the comments too. Uh, Rivka was saying beautiful scriptures, Melissa. I could listen all day. Sherry, uh, Sherry uh, is talking about how sincere it is coming through, and and so we we so much appreciate everybody being here, Marty. You know, rejoice in Yahweh always. Again, I say rejoice from Philippians mm -hmm. 4. So these are some great, we appreciate the audience's participation and you guys putting in your in your comments too. I was thinking you were you were talking about um 
we do have control over our thoughts and actions with him. And I was thinking about when I became a new believer and I, I had a mouth like a sailor. I just did. I <laughs> so far, I, I was so in the darkness and, and y'all had untangled my feet from the Fowler's net, but I had a long way to come and I would get, you know, I would just let it fly when I was at home. And then I would be like in prayer saying, well, you know, I just can't help it, father, you know, where I come from, like making excuses. Right. And I heard the father saying, I bet, I bet you could help it if the pastor of your church showed up at your door. <laughs> like I wouldn't act that way in front of it. He was like, oh yeah, you do have control. Right. <laughs> We're just choosing not to exercise it. <laughs> oh, you're right. That's so true, Honestly, Melissa, that was beautiful what you just presented then. And you have the most soothing voice I think I have ever heard. Yeah. <laughs> I think after the last show you were on with us, someone said, Can Melissa come and read us bedtime stories? And I said, oh, that. We'll have bedtime scriptures, yes. Yeah. I think that was <laughs> yep, it's absolutely true. <laughs> oh, thank you. <laughs> and not just a beautiful voice, but what a lovely spirit you have, Melissa. It's just, it's always a pleasure to hear you share. Oh, each of you turn the love. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> thank you to each of you for your love. Thank you. <laughs> thank you, Melissa. You're such a blessing and you are just such a kind-hearted and beautiful person. You're lovely to be around, and I think everybody else thinks so. Yes, yeah. you are. Each of you are. Thank you. Oh, I'm embarrassing. We're embarrassing her now. I know, I know. All right, so we're going to have last thoughts. Let's go around. You know, I just I just wanted to say, you know, make a quick announcement. I, I, I thoroughly enjoyed doing this program with you guys. It gave me a lot of different perspective from each of you. And I really appreciate because that puts a whole bunch of new tools in my own toolbox, you know, yeah. and I appreciate that. And I wanted mm -hmm. to say um, uh, next week, Melissa can't be with us. She's planning to be with us like every other week. So because <laughs> she's got a busy, busy schedule. <laughs> a lot going on. And we love it when you are able to join us. But next week when we come back, um, Nisa Moshe is going to be joining us. And we're going to be talking about our um are like who do we admire bible characters uh, and um and why you know so that that should be a very interesting discussion as well she had uh, that was actually Nisa's suggestion to do a show like that so we're going to take her up on that and and I look forward to it so that ought to be wonderful. interesting <laughs> that's wonderful <laughs> do you guys let's go around any last thoughts let's uh cat any last thoughts well, I just thought that today was absolutely beautiful and being able to get everybody's, you know, together. We made one body that was coherent and every thought and every way of setting boundaries for ourselves was explored. And I absolutely loved it from each and every one of you. And for Melissa summarized beautifully. 
the link with a chicken analogy just put it in your head right you know you can understand that it's the way Yahusha would have spoken to us and told that you know he'd have put it in a way we can all understand and uh, you know we can understand that maybe even better than some of the ways from back then because we don't know them but I might not have chickens but I know all you lovely ladies do and I certainly know the story of like chicken run and stuff with the wolf coming in so that really said it in a good way for us and shall open and I'm just so thankful and grateful for each and every one of you and praise you thank you so much Pat uh, Lee did you have any th final thoughts for us I I agree completely um and have taken so much from from each person here and that's why I'm loving I'm so loving walking in the word because each of us even though we don't really discuss what we're bringing on the subject, they all are cohesive and fit together. Uh, like Kat says, it's just amazing how to get the 360 view perspective of it. It really is. You're, you're hitting all sides of it. Um, I loved Melissa's uh, reading of the word there. Uh, there's just so much in today's program, I, I'm probably going to have to go back and rewatch uh, so that I can take notes next time. It's hard when we're doing this because I want to go, oh, let me go. I need to write that down. You know, <laughs> I'm going to have to start keeping something here so I can very quietly write underneath where no one can see. But <laughs> I, I'm just so blessed by today. I love this this talk about boundaries and I really feel like uh, this is going to be so helpful for so many and it's definitely something we all need and we need to practice but yet it's so hard to do and I think that each person here has brought uh, weapons uh, and a way to for people to accomplish that hi chris welcome to the women's meeting <laughs> thanks ladies i'm breaking the boundaries <laughs> we see that <laughs> by the way chris and i will be on tomorrow we're gonna we're gonna bring a presentation tomorrow we're gonna be talking uh we're working our way through uh hebrews, hebrews. right that's right yeah. Yay. So we're yeah. looking forward to that. That'll be at uh, 1 p.m. Eastern. <laughs> yeah, I've got I've got a surprise for you, Shell. So let's let's leave it for tomorrow. Otherwise, you you guys are never going to say bye bye. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I guess Chris is coming to tell us. Are you guys? Yeah, 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 yeah. It's, it's, You've been it's, talking it's, for it's an way hour. Past and the time, and I'm going to steal this wife of mine. <laughs> I told you he was really good at that. <laughs> Well, we're going to give her a chance to tell our audience goodbye, and then we're going to close this program. <laughs> okay, cheers. Sorry about that. Bye, Bye Chris. <laughs> oh, I just want to praise you, and I'm so blessed and grateful for each one of you. And I agree with Lee 100%. I'm going to have to watch this recording over and make notes as Kat said as well. <laughs> There's so much value and it's so precious. And I just want to thank each of you and may Yah bless each one of you and each one watching, may he place his hedge around each one, which is his boundary and cover you with his wing of love. 
And thank you for having me. Shell, thank you so much for this program and giving us this opportunity. We love you very much, Shell. And I love you, Kat, and I love you, Lee. <laughs> we love you too, Melissa. We do. We're just so glad that you were able to be with us today. And, and we're just <laughs> glad um, for everyone who was able to join us. And with that, we will close out for today. So we hope you can come back and join us next time. I hope you guys will, you know, I hope our audience is enjoying what we're doing on Mercy Poured Forth. Actually, um, Lee's husband, James, is going to do Mercy Poured Forth tomorrow morning. We're very happy about that. And then I'm going to bring the uh, Bessarah portion tomorrow on Let's Talk Torah. And then Chris and I will be here at one o'clock uh, talking about the book of Hebrews. We're going to go through the first four books. And apparently he has a surprise. So <laughs> what might happen? <laughs> all righty. Well, thank you all. I appreciate y'all's participation. And um, we're going to say goodbye for, for now. All right. Bye-bye. Day and night and night and day, the living creatures give their praise to Him who lives.